Welcome to Chapter One with Houston Public Library, where we give you just enough story to get you hooked. Today's episode features Listen Slowly by Thang Ha Lai, read by Leona. This title is intended for tweens and is suitable for most audiences. Recording is made with permission of HarperCollins. Chapter One. I whip my head towards the airplane window as soon as Dad scoots into my row. There's nothing to see except clouds and more clouds, but anything is better than looking at his fakie, sorry to do this to your face. Dad is waiting for me to turn toward him. Yeah, right. One little glance will encourage another diatribe about connecting with my roots. They're his roots, not mine. I'm a Laguna Beach girl who can paddleboard one-legged and live on fish tacos and mango smoothies. My parents should be thanking the Buddha for a daughter like me. A no lip gloss, no short shorts, 12-year-old rocking a 4.0 GPA and a SAT-ish vocab is a team member in track, science, and chess. I should at least be able to spend the summer resting my brain at the beach. Instead, I got shoved on this pre-dawn flight. My parents slapped me with the news just last night when I was floaty and happy because sixth grade was finally over. I was thinking summer vacation, sunsets, bonfires, but no. With buggy eyes and stretchy smiles, they cooed out the news that I get to escort Ba, my dad's mom, back to Vietnam for six whole weeks. Ba needs you, Dad said when I complained. Dad goes to Vietnam every summer already, but he'll be too busy hiking toward the most remote mountain to set up a one-man surgical clinic to fix cleft palate and acute burns. I hinted that perhaps he could skip this year, but Dr. Dugooder shriveled me with facts. Apparently, the kids with hand burns suffer excruciating pain and can't extend their fingers because of the skin has shrunk. The ones with holes in the roofs of their mouths live with food and water gushing out of their noses. Dr. Dugooder always has more demand than he can handle, so at the end of each trip, he holds a lottery to pick the next set of patients who spend a year anticipating his return. Every June, the chosen kids and their extended families travel for days to reach his clinic, forsaking their crops and animals. Surely I cannot expect him to disappoint them. Guilt. Very big in my house. Then it was my mom's turn. She too talked about roots and blood, then continued ad nauseum about accepting what's embedded inside one's soul, blah, 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 before letting it drop that, much to her regret, she can't go to Vietnam at all. Something about a trial she's waited three years to prosecute. She's known for always taking on the most brutal crimes against women. Halo, halo. This summer, I've been waiting for my whole life. At 12, I can finally old enough to take the shuttle to the beach without a parent sticking to me. My best friend Montana and I already got our hair highlighted and bought new swimming suits. Hers a bikini with a pink bow smack on her butt and mine a padded tankini because I have a boy's body. I wouldn't care, except Montana thinks not having boobs is like not having hair. She's very proud of hers, but that's like being proud of a sunny day on, in Southern Cal as if she had anything to make it happen. 
I tried really hard to counter-argue with mom that I too must stay in Laguna. I too must see a project through. But how can I go up against Orange County's golden prosecutor? It didn't help that I had to be vague because I'd die before confessing there's this boy. I can't even think about him or I'll explode with anxiety. Oh, I noticed him as soon as he went on and on about this poem in class. And after that, my stomach flipped like a dryer every time he was around. He does have these curls at his shoulders, as if that explains anything. I know he's going to hang out at Anita, that's a beach, all summer. And I promised myself I would start a real conversation and actually look at him. (laughs) I have never said his name out loud, and certainly not to Montana. She has a very bad habit of liking boys others like first, and those boys have a very bad habit of liking her back. After I got nowhere with my parents, I screamed and stomped to my rooms and slammed the door and threw books against the wall. That last part killed me. I love books. All that drama did nothing. I'm on a plane. Dad takes my chin, twists my face towards his, and forces eye contact. I know we're asking a lot of you, but think beyond yourself for just a little while. I get that my preteen anxieties can't compete with Ba's classic suffering. After all, she lost her husband in the war, which I always think of in all caps. Still, selfish or not, I'm going home as soon as I can maneuver around the sad saga of Ba. If you think of Ba, you automatically think of Ong, my grandfather. The two always go together. Ong Ba did this. Ong Ba did that. Like saying mom, dad, Ong was missing in action, so Ba raised seven children on her own. She got them here, pushed them through school, ended up with a doctor, four engineers, a professor, and an accountant. She never asked her anything. Still, my parents and uncles and aunts keep giving her everything. Sweaters, bathrobes, soft house slippers, comfy walking shoes, heater, fan, scented lotion, unscented lotion, big screen TV because her eyes are failing, back to the small screen TV because the big screen made her dizzy. Endless. It's hard to believe that Ba would insist on anything, much less a trip all the way across the world. She has lived with us forever and I've never known her to ask for so much as a glass of water. She hand sews her own clothes, always brown, always soft and cool, washes them in the bathroom sink, dries them in the bathtub, cooks her own rice and tofu and greens, puts them in cute glass containers stacked in a square refrigerator in her sitting room where she has a tiny toaster oven and a one cup rice cooker. She rarely leaves her corner of the house. My Try to understand that this trip is for you too, to see where you're from. Ah! I scream into the airplane pillow, but immediately throw it down. I'm sure it's infested with lice and stuff. My screen got to dad. He's batting his eyes so fast, you think a bunch of gnats just flew into his eyeballs. Holding in anger, he's squeezing his voice through clenched teeth. Ba has personal reasons to return home this summer. What's so important? All her children and grandchildren are in California. Her life is there. My life is there. I'm loud, but I don't care. Ba has had questions for decades. Be with her as she finally accepts. 
I thought she already did, but that quack calling himself a detective wrote her. I seriously doubt it's possible, but what are you talking about? What quack detective? I still don't get why we have to go to Vietnam. Dad hisses. Ba thinks Ong might be alive, that's why. There's no way Ong is alive. I'm being logical here. Ba can be wishy-washy and Dad can indulge all his, he wants. But facts are facts. Why am I the only one to understand that Ong is gone? I'm trying to call Dad over to me, but of course, now that I actually want to reason with him, he's at the back of the plane, pressing his index fingers on an elderly passenger's temples to ease nausea. All kinds of people have their hands up waiting for his magical doctoring because they saw him care for Ba after she stirred in the row in front of me. She even got another big blue knockout pill. I asked... But no, I meant to endure the longest flight ever, fully conscious. By the way, each of us gets a whole row because the plane is so empty. That's how many people are dying to fly to my parents' beloved birthland. The sooner Dad can convince Ba that Ong is truly gone, the sooner we can whip back to LAX. He should just come out and say it. She's usually the most practical person I know, saving every leftover grain of rice for the backyard birds and brushing her teeth with exactly half a cup of water. Ong was listed as missing when Dad was two. The war dragged on some more before ending on April 30th, 1975. My parents have tattooed that date on my brain. Every year, they still do a ceremony for the day Saigon fell. It's been 35 years still. Solemn faces, solemn faces. I'm shocked they didn't name me April 30 instead of my, at home, Mia, at school. Believe me, they're still patting themselves on the back for that clever flip. Bicultural, they tell me, and beam. I didn't have the heart to tell them that I'm unicultural. I will, though, as soon as I land back on surf and sand. Ong has been gone for decades, so long that his youngest child, my dad, now has gray hair. Even if Ong is still alive, and that's a gargantuan if, wouldn't he have found Ba by now? As a man of science, dad will have to concede to the only rational choice left, sending me and Ba home. Finally, dad returns, why aren't you asleep? Did I get a big blue pill? I don't think so. I can't help that my voice sounds sassy sing-song. Don't talk like a girl with a runaway tongue. You know better. All I said was, never mind. There's no way Ong is alive. Ba is the one who thinks Ong might be alive, Dad says, a little exasperated. When I see that quack detective, I'm going to gag him with pills? I can't help but interrupt. I would say so much more, but control. So the detective has to convince Ba that Ong is gone, right? Right. As soon as she accepts that Ong is truly gone, you both can go home. My. I would just like you to be with her until she accepts. All her life, this has been her one wish, to be able to accept his passing. What kind of family would we be if we deny her that? Oh, M.G., Dr. Do-Gooder just gave me my ultimate wish. 
I can just kiss life right now. My heart is bouncing so high it might bong out of my mouth. I could be at the beach in three days, four at the latest. We will land in Vietnam. Ong won't be there to greet us. We will cry and light some incense. Then home, home, home. I'm trying not to dance. It's a solemn moment. It's heartbreaking for Ba, Dad says. I didn't know my father to miss him, and I feel guilty that I don't feel something more. All my life, though, I've tried to imagine what it was like for Ba. They had been promised to each other since he was seven and she was five. I've always thought the whole thing was so weird. Was that really legal? What if they grew up and really, really didn't like each other? Not those two. Their parents must have predicted how they'd be. Just then, the rims around his eyes turned pink. For so no reason, Dad reaches out and hugs me, smushing my face against his vest with too many pockets. I'm so startled, I hug him back, inhaling harsh soap and sour sweat and medicine-y medicine. Just as suddenly, he gets up and goes to his row. I've never thought of this before, but what if Dad went missing? I leave for school one day, waving by, to realize later that was the last time I'd ever see him. The idea shocks me so much I sit numb for a long while. I think I would miss him to the point where my insides would disintegrate and leave a charred hole. Wondering what happens next? Check out Listen Slowly by Feng Ha Lai, available in multiple formats at www.houstonlibrary.org.